<laughs> they calling me. <laughs> Y'all get on in here, man. Y'all get on in here. They calling me to come back to the streets who Sean P, a.k.a. a sharp crease, said it was necessary. These sucker niggas out here very scary. They cuffing hoes. They living in the month of February. Okay, then. Put a pussy nigga on display, then. Kick in the door and have my phone and bring them K's in. I'm still at it. A double T I C. It ain't no hoe out there for real who don't know about me. Bye. Bitch, <laughs> I'm for sure with it. Don't make me pop that truck to the lack. I know y'all be missing me. Bitch, I will go get it. And I ain't selfish. I will let you and your foe feel it. Won't catch me sipping on no Chrissy got cold Billy. It's young bloods, eight pound malt liquor sipping. Coming straight out the gutter. Told tag a motherfucker, leave him under a cover. Little Johnny got the beat to make you bounce like rubber. Sean Paul told the heat to make you mug then slug you. Yeah. Man, y'all remember that shit, man. I swear to God. Y'all get on in here, man. I see everybody popping in, opening the doors, man. Y'all get on in here. Simba Ali. God damn, it's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been a while. You guys thought I gave up on you? I didn't give up on you. I didn't give up on you. I did not give up on you. What's going on, everybody out there? It's, it's, I know, man, I swear, not having a dose of me must be like only being able to smoke regular weed. You know what I'm saying? And then once in a while, some bomb-ass drove come around. That's how it used to be back in Minnesota when I came up. Yeah, we used to think the best weed was something called Acapulco Gold. That was the best weed come around when you came up. Acapulco Gold. Then that BC came around, that Beasters. Yeah, that Beasters came around, that BC. Changed the game. And then we started getting all kind of weird, crazy strands and shit. Yeah, you know I'm talking about but I swear that must be what it's like. You guys tell me in the chats, in the comment section. And I learned how to work this shit like the fucking wizard now, too. I can bring my people's comments up on the screen. But yeah, man, it must be just listening to the few content creators that are out there. Because I check them out from time to time. You got to. That's why my fucking um, my media, my complex media, my review on that, so many views. So many people have shared that. Shouts out to everybody that shared that. Because, nigga, my take on this media shit is the fucking shit. I mean, you know I come from hip-hop. That's why I had to spit that verse. I know y'all probably like, oh, he's going to sing an old-school song. Nope, I changed it up. Changed it up on y'all for the comeback. I spit some rap. Then I'm going to start doing that. I know a lot of rap verses, man. I know a lot of rap verses. I thought I'm going to start coming with some, some hip-hop. I, I warmed up the season, you know, with the live stream, singing the old-school, just to show y'all, you know, I come from that shit, nigga. I'm in tune with my people, nigga. But now I think for the season two of the live stream, we're going to get on some gangbanging shit, nigga. I'm finna start spitting some of these raps that I grew up, you know what I'm saying, liking. Like, I'm going to spit some of his shit, too. Quincy Blue. I, man, if I spit some of his shit, y'all be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, bro was on that shit. We got fun, though. A lot of topics today, but you know how I got to do. I got to bring my people to homeroom. I got to bring you to homeroom. That just has to happen. Got to bring you up to homeroom. Homeroom. Why have you been gone, Simbali? Well, we're working on season fucking two of uh, Me Against the World. 
doing it professional now. Me and Adam again are coming back at it. Um, it's going to be live. I got some good interviews. We're going to have, I got a whole little fucking ambiance mood that I'm going to be fucking trying to set. You know what I mean? With the new season of Me Against the World, I'll be eating at some fantastic fucking Minnesota restaurants, cuisines. I'll be eating at some vegan ones. I'll be eating at some non-vegan ones. You know what I mean? I'll be stopping by a few of our breweries. That's what That was the um, finishing touches that I had to really focus on because you got to be in professional mode to lock them up. Got to know what you're talking about, what time slots, what you're trying to have. You know who's the camera guy, so we did everything's ready to go. Season two of Me Against the World is gonna bust these niggas motherfucking head open. I'm even finna go down to fucking uh, what you call it, uh, Texas and fuck with my nigga chicken shit Charlie. You know what I'm talking about? I'm finna get that on season uh two of Me Against the World. So that's why I had to go. I had to just take a little. You know, I wasn't lying when I did my interview on Live on Lake Street. If you haven't seen it, by the way, check it out. If you haven't seen my interview on Live on Lake Street, it's one of the best ones that ever got done on there. And that's not my opinion. That's the word on the goddamn streets. And I'm not talking about the Internet cyber streets. I'm talking about real life concrete stop signs, winos, junkies, fight, blood, needles and fucking cigarettes. But them streets, niggas say, man, you killed that Live on Lake Street shit. But. What I did say on Live on Lake Street is that um, that's one of the things that separates me apart from other podcasters is my ability to move around the neighborhoods. You know what I mean? So we got some good shit. We got some real good shit coming up with season two, Me Against the World. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be fun. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I do have a tendency of being inconsistent from time to time, but I'm always, I'm never just going to leave people hanging. You know what I mean? Sometimes I might just need a few days for a break. You know what I mean? Coming and doing this shit all the time. It's work, people. I mean, I know I make it look fucking easy to the motherfucker, but this shit takes a little bit of work, a little bit of energy. You feel me? Sometimes you got to recharge the old battery. But we back. Simba Ali, the North Star Podcast, TNSP. You, if you don't know how to get this by now, I hope you don't. That makes it so exclusive. Man, how do you get that? I'm, nigga, you better find it. Nigga, you better find it. All right, let's get to the hot topic of the day, what everybody is talking about with academics, DJ Act. DJ, I can't call you Big Act. I'm sorry. Sorry, academia. Can't call you fucking Big Act. Call you academics, though. I don't even I don't even know why I say DJ, nigga. I can't see you doing the iffy, iffy, iffy. But anyway, DJ Academics gets exposed by his bitch, by his B-I-E-I. Ain't that what's that nigga, Roddy Rich? Roddy Rich came with another one with that passion in you know what I'm saying? With him and the homeboy on there. I forgot my nigga's name. Uh, he be singing and shit. Is it Blast? Yeah, passionate. Got me up in new B.I. Yeah, that nigga be. Man, Roddy Rich came back with another one. But anyway, back to academics. Yeah, man, his ex-bitch, man. His ex-bitch who academics was loving and shit. Exposed this nigga. Showed his fucking herpes pills. Showed, took pictures with DJ Academics. Nigga, she had the thumb up the booty hole, nigga. A whole bunch of shit, nigga. Said he was beating on her and all kind of shit, nigga. It was looking R. Kelly-ish. It was looking like this nigga might suffer the fucking fate that Adams went through, but maybe even worse, nigga. Them fucking... Boy, I tell you, man. I tell you. I see, I know these niggas. All the podcasters. Joe went through his shit. Charlemagne went through his shit. You know what I'm talking about? Fucking Adam22 just recently went through his shit. Now fucking academics is going through his shit that's because these niggas are other than joe 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 
Joe, you know, you know Joe. You know Joe Button. Joe Button has a history of bagging bad ones. So we got to take Joe out of that. But for the most part, these guys are the awkward ones. You know what I mean? I mean, they're a little bit awkward. So they get a little bit of status. They don't really know how to interact with females. You know what I mean? And not understand that they don't have to be fucking predators. I'm not saying that's what ACK is. That's not what ACK is. Saying that that's kind of the cloth that a lot of podcasters are cut from. But that's not, I don't think, what happened with ACK. I'm going to keep it a bean. We, I wanted to crack some jokes. <laughs> Look at y'all. Y'all fuck it. I, I, wanted, I wanted to crack some jokes. I wanted to let the jokes fly, but I'm going to keep it a bean. I think this is just one of them scorn lover situations. You know what I mean? Like, she fucking erased my nigga Axe fucking Rumble account and shit. Like, come on, man. I think I think they're both telling the truth. I love the way Ag tries to get in front of the bullet, though, right? Everybody tries to do the fucking Eminem, Marshall Mathers on 8 Mile. I am white. I am a fucking bum. They always try to get out in front of it. This nigga Ag comes out. He had his narrative ready to go, didn't he? I'm just going to be honest. I'm a scumbag. I'm I'm a scumbag. Nigga, just tell us what happened, nigga. Save all the fucking decoration. Yeah, I'm talking about for the interior designer. Just tell me what happened, the blueprint, nigga. You ain't got to, I'm a scumbag. I'm wrong here. I'm wrong here. Okay, I got herpes. And, and it does add up. You know what I'm saying? It, it adds up. It, it, I guess it does add up. You know, he said he doesn't have herpes that um, some chick told him that she has it or something like that. And so I guess he got tested before. When you get tested, they take a Q-tip and put it in the, the eye hole of your dick. Yeah, and that shit hurts. And Ag said, rather than go get tested and see if I really had herpes, I just decided to buy the medication. And the scorn lover found the medication, took snapshots of it, and is now putting it out for you to see. Hey, makes sense. I'm not going to think it makes sense. Nigga, that's some shit. Hey, man, when you get up there in that status like academics is, nigga, the world gets weird. The world changes, nigga. Your average everyday situations with people and your jump offs, they just ain't the same no more. Everybody has an ulterior motive, you know? It kind of fucked me up when I heard that story about the one chick that tried to backdoor act. That was fucked up, man. Sent the niggas. They could have killed them. These niggas got two bodies on them already, nigga. Shit could have went bad for act. So, yeah, that nigga's living in one of them worlds where people are always trying to get things and wanting things from the niggas. So it's tough. It is tough. And honestly, I believe, and, and see, that's what I can't have my cake and eat it too. I'm a firm believer. And this is just me. This is the root of who Simbali is. I just believe that when somebody says something or lies about you, you're supposed to come out just as strong denying it. A motherfucker who just sits quiet in the background, I'm not going to say, man, fuck that. I don't give a fuck what my lawyer said. I pay him. He don't pay me. Nigga, I didn't do this shit. Bitch is lying, B. Swear to God, on everything I look, nigga, you're supposed to come out and talk. Now, we're going to go to court. But shit, I'm not going to keep walking around here with people whispering and think, nigga, please, this bitch is lying or these motherfuckers is lying. This is untrue. So I like the fact that DJ Academics did that. He came out. He was honest. He seemed honest. It seemed genuine. Like I said, to sit down in the chair in the live stream and his little cousin's walking back and forth in the back room. <laughs> right? You see his little cousin? The little cousin or whoever that nigga with the backpack was, was walking back and forth and Ak was in pocket just breaking it down. So, yeah, it just sounds like a scorn lover situation. And she's trying to get out there and feel like she can capitalize off the exposure of a prominent figure, a person like DJ Academics. So that's what it just feels like, you know, and and, and Ak is being real. That's another thing. Like he was vulnerable. That's my best sign that you're keeping it real to me. Vulnerability and Academics was like, I loved her. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this was just some side bitch that I didn't care about that. But he said, no, nah, I loved her. I dug her. 
I just like fucking other bitches because I'm rich right now. You know what I'm saying? But I dug her when I settled down. It was probably going to be with her had she acted right. That's what you missed, bro. That's what the bitch missed. Yep, you missed the chance. Yep, if you could have just put up with the fact that he going to be wild and that's that, he probably would have ended up with you and you would have had the two houses and the fucking legacy. You fucked it off. Yeah, you fucked it off. And, and like I said, you're sending that bunch of red flags and shit. When he was breaking down the experiences, I'm like, Ack, yeah, you got a crazy one. You got a crazy one. All the real niggas knew. As soon as Ack started breaking down the situation, niggas understood. Oh, yep, you got a wild, crazy one, man, with fucking emotional and mental instabilities. And they bringing that shit into your fucking world of riches and bitches and switches, nigga. That shit don't mix, nigga. You got to have a woman that's strong mentally and stable emotionally, right? And having her own where she's not tied into you. We on this ride together. Anytime I'll get off this motherfucker and be just fine. That's the kind of broad that you want when you're rich. You know what I'm saying? When you're rich, that's how you got to have, man. You can't have a motherfucker, you know. I'm talking like I'm rich, huh? <laughs> Like, nigga, you ain't never been rich before. Nigga, I'm about to be. <laughs> bitch, I'm about to be rich in a bitch on you niggas, nigga. So I guess I'm just doing a little bit of premeditated talking. Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of premeditated talking. The real niggas and rich niggas know what I'm saying is true, though. Give a fuck, nigga. That shit's real. So, uh, yeah, shout out to DJ Act, man. I hope you don't got no fucking herpes, man. It's a brand new day. You know what I'm saying? Remember that herpes commercial? It's a brand new day. I hope you don't got that motherfucking. It's a brand new day. Yeah, man, DJ Act, man, them fucking herpes, man. Now you out here scolding hot. You know what I mean? Now you out here scolding the city with your motherfucking, with your, with your piss, with your semen and shit, nigga. That's not good, nigga. I guess... Usher got over it, though. Yeah, Usher's out here singing the Joe Buttons, bitch, nigga. Usher, Usher got over it, nigga. These bitches don't give a fuck no more. These hoes are savages, nigga. It's a whole new ball game, nigga. I'm glad I'm out of the game. I'm glad I get to watch it from the sidelines, nigga. <laughs> I get to watch that crazy game from the... Man, these two, nigga, fucking Kevin Gates caught with a... Oh, yeah! <laughs> like, oh, what? It's too crazy, man. I didn't, man. Fuck that. I'm on the sideline, me and my wife, and... Nigga, my sons are entering into that fucking game. I'm like, hey, man, good luck. Nigga, it's wild when you, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. What else is going on, you crazy savage animals? Talk to me. Talk to me, man. Talk to me, man. Should we see what Ak was saying? I break, I basically broke that down good. I don't need to even play. See, that's when you know you're good. I don't got to fucking do no replays. <laughs> I don't got to play it on the fucking YouTube thing. You guys got the fucking jits. Let's fucking move on. Don Lemon fired, man. What did Don Lemon do, man? They say Don Lemon got fired just for the fucking way he gave old boy the business on African-Americans. Don, you can't be black. See, nigga, Don, what the fuck are you doing? Niggas have a black moment. What, what is that, Dave Chappelle? Is that Dave Chappelle when keeping it real goes wrong? Have a nigga moment. Listen, man, let me tell all you niggas who have completely sold out to the other side one little story. You can't sell out to a political party and to the political ideologies and to political um, entities, governments, funded campaigns and funded fucking, uh, what do they call, programs. You can't be on the side of the same shit that keeps black people and poor people and middle class people fucking sick. Just so you can schmooze and be with the upper middle class, wealthy, and the rich. 
That's what a lot of the people in media do. When you see people in media, they know more now than ever. It took them a time. I think the 60s was when, it, you know, the corporations and companies really infiltrated the media and really seen that all they want is money. The media used to be like hip hop. You know what I mean? The media, when it originally started, nigga, in America, nigga, the American media, nigga, that's hip hop. Nigga, you bet we'll talk about anything, man. We'll talk about anything. But just like how they got niggas right now doing anything for some money, totally selling out to the culture. You know what I mean? What is really the culture, not the word, the culture. Nigga, this is for the culture. Nigga, you shot the nigga for the culture. Nah, nigga, that ain't for the culture. I'm talking about real hip hop essence, culture, rebellion, revolution, outspoken black energy, right? That, what I'm talking about, is the same way that the media and the newspapers and shit was in America until the 60s when they realized, just like with rappers, oh, because remember, they used to keep us out. Remember hip hop, rap? They used to keep us the fuck out, nigga. Nope, you can't get no deals. You can't get no sponsorship deals with nothing because you niggas is radical and crazy and got the red, black, and green medallion swinging, talking about bitch hoe and fuck the police. Yeah, nah, we can't fuck with y'all. But as soon as they realize that, oh, just give them some money and they'll shut that shit up and they'll just talk about things that actually help our other businesses that we got going on, which is called the private prison industrial complex. Yeah, they won't talk about revolution. They won't talk about growth. They won't talk about love. They won't talk about unity. They won't talk about politics. They won't talk about policies. The only thing they'll talk about if we pay them is killing one another and doing wretched sexual behavioral things with the black woman so that strong families can't be stabilized, built, created, and fucking nurtured. That's that's what they'll do. So, nigga, please, fuck you talking about, man. That's the same exact thing that they did with the news media. Oh, man, Ron Burgundy. Everybody's Ron Burgundy. You guys just want to hang out, get a little bit more money, and you'll tell and say whatever we want. Um, There's a flu coming out. Um, Do this. Um, Talk about this president so he doesn't get elected. So why would you say all of that, son? But what was the meaning behind everything you just said? Was it just you ranting? No. It comes back to Don Lemon, nigga. You sold out. That's why I hate for rappers to go to jail. Like when I see niggas, nigga, you sold out, nigga. You can't come asking the black people to help you, nigga, now that you didn't sold us out. Don Lemon, nigga, you know good and goddamn well Joe Biden ain't the good shit, nigga. And you came out talking about putting that energy out on CNN instead of saying black people, wait a second, man. Hold on one time, one second. Don Lemon. So you just pissed off your superiors in some way and they got rid of your ass. I love when they get reminded, nigga, you ain't, boy, fuck you talking about? We told you specific shit. You were supposed to let the little Indian guy get his shit off, nigga. They told Don that before the fucking interview. I promise you they did on CNN. Don, don't you go getting nigga feel. Don't you go filling yourself full of the good Negro spirits. Now, let this little Indian guy get his shit off. Don't you start fucking challenging him and he said one thing and it's because we all got our ancestors in this as much as we try to fake it and fraud it and be be quiet and i'm not gonna say anything fuck that i'm gonna go along with the get along yeah if you got blood in your body nigga your ancestors talk to you and (laughs) and when you don't listen to them they pop up at an inopportune time like when you're at work (laughs) 
<laughs> nigga at work and white dude, he been doing real shit. You've been letting it slide, man. Man, everybody's been fucking you over at the job. You've been letting it slide. And then one day the white dude just says one thing, you snap, lose your shit, and get fired. That's what happened with Don Lemon, man. That's the ancestors talking to you, nigga. Fuck you talking about Don Lemon. So be fired like a real black person, bitch. Fuck you talking about it. I don't feel sorry for no goddamn Bob Le Don Lemon. Nigga, fuck you, Don Lemon. Nigga, your ass is big fired, nigga, like Donald Trump. Donald Trump came in and you had all that shit to say about my president. He came in and said, uh, you are fired, bitch. Fuck you talking about? Nigga, fuck Don Lemon, nigga. Eliminated motherfucker. Yeah, man. Nigga, like now he's a real nigga. Fired and unemployed, nigga. Fuck, where you gonna go now, motherfucker? I don't give a fuck about Don Lemon. I just know that's what's on the bracket. But I wanted to explain why I don't give a fuck about Don Lemon. It's not because I'm a heartless guy. It's because, bitch, nigga, you over there with this nigga? Come on. Stay with Don Bon Ron Burgundy. Don Lemon. I'm selling you out. I'm for the people. Man, you got to stay on your side, nigga. That's why I like my side. I can always stay on my motherfucking side. Always stay on my side. Black Inventors. Should we do Black Inventors? Do you guys know who Percy LaVon Julian is? I could tell you easily. He is a scientist, a research chemist, and a pioneer in the chemical synthesis and medical drugs from plants. He was the first to synthesize the natural product. I don't even know how to say this word. <laughs> what is it? Solstigmine. You guys look it up. P-H-Y-S-O-S-T-I-G-M-I-N-E. Put it in the chat at the bottom if I said it wrong. And a pioneer in the industrial large-scale chemical synthesis of human hormones. So things like steroids, um, progesterone, testosterone, and plants and sterols such as stigma straw and cytostraw. Um, his works would lay the foundation for the steroid drug industry's production of cortisone and other cortisone or another corticosteroids, and also birth control pills. That's Percy LaVon Julian. Um, giving a shout out to our ancestors that do shit other than fucking gangbang and rap and run with a ball up and down the court, nigga. We're inventors, we're scientists, and that's at the minimum stage. Uh, let's keep going. Sports, man. What's up with the playoffs? How y'all liking these playoffs so far? Can we all agree? Can you say it with me? We should have fucking kept Jimmy Butler. And traded Carl Anthony Towns, man. This nigga, Carl Anthony Towns, is boy, I tell you. I was trying to let Anthony Edwards get off, bitch, like we just get there all, all the time. God damn, cat, like we just get there. Like, yeah, we get there every year. Every year we get to the playoffs. So I decided this time I'm gonna let Anthony Edwards get off, nigga. Fuck you, don't ever decide somebody's going to get off. I'm going to get off. And this nigga better, we better figure out a way to play together because I'm dropping 30 and he hope he dropped 30. That's 60. Fuck it. I'm going to let him develop. You big ass bitch. 
God damn, you're in the Sasquatch commercials with the beef jerky and uh, man, Carl Anthony Towns, man. We should have kept Jimmy Butler, man. This nigga Jimmy Butler just nigga knocked the Milwaukee Bucks ass out on some Jordan shit. This nigga's looking like Jordan. You know why we got rid of Jimmy Butler, right? Because he fucking he punked Carl Anthony Towns in a couple practices. That's to the people outside there who don't know what happened. Why did they just trade Jimmy Butler? Because nigga, Jimmy was punking niggas in practice and telling them, nigga, we got to get physical, nigga. All that three-point shooting, get your big, dumb, long head ass down in the post. That's what Jimmy Butler said. I was there. I was at the practice. I was upstairs listening. And he said that, screamed at the fucking Carl Anthony Towns. Hey, you big Sasquatch, big, dumb, long-haired motherfucker. Get your big ass down there in the post and fucking get some easy baskets and make the defense have to collapse on you and then kick it out to fucking Edwards and let him do his thing. Coming up, fucking running high, picking rolls and shit off the three-point line all the goddamn time. Carl Anthony Towns, that's why we got our ass kicked out. Yeah, we got kicked out. Now, don't think that I don't understand that. Oh, nigga, Denver, they're a good team. They probably, they're a good team, but we had a squad to beat them. I mean, really, they have a one-two punch with Murray and the Joker, and we should have had a one-two punch with Anthony Edwards. And if you want to sprinkle the role players around there, that's pretty much an even fight, right? It's not like they got two just fucking, you know what I mean? Like Kevin Durant or LeBron James or some crazy Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Nigga, that ain't that, fam. They got the Joker, who's a slow, slew-footed Slovenian from Slovakia, right? And the motherfucker's basketball intellect is off the chain. Don't think I don't know that. Just like Larry Bird. Larry Bird couldn't jump over a book of matches. Still average fucking 30 points, nigga, on your ass. So that just athletics is just one part of it. If you can know and see the game, that's a whole new spectrum. That's where Joker is a fucking magician and wizard. But still... He's slew-footed and he's slow, right? So you mean to tell me there ain't no niggas that know the game of basketball, the size of him that's a little bit faster due to our ancestors being sharecroppers in the early 1900s, 1700s? Fuck out of here, nigga. Carl Anthony Towns should have been able to shut the Joker down. You ain't getting shit, nigga. I'm on you. And Anthony Edwards jumps on Murray. And then we see the cards fall where they fall. Fuck you talking about. Got fucking beat out, nigga. Almost swept, really swept. Nigga, we really got swept, nigga. Nigga, I don't even say, like, even though Milwaukee lost, it's because they didn't have Greek, right? They had the Greek freak. They had Giannis Antetokounmpo. Then that game does, that series doesn't go that way. So I don't even give them slack for losing. I don't come, but with us, nigga, we had both of our fucking stars. Why the fuck did we lose? We had both of our stars. We had everybody. And everybody, all hands on deck. We had Rudy Gobert. We had Anthony Edwards. We had fucking Mike Conley, nigga. We had Carl Anthony Town. We had everybody. And we still can't fucking get the job done. That's that fucking Minnesota whole shit. Something's in the air here. I swear to God, fam, I be having to duck it when I come in contact with other niggas and shit. These niggas be having whole like tendencies. What the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? Like Kirkland. What is it? T.D. Kirkland. Nigga, who fuck raised you, nigga? God damn, nigga. You niggas act like bras. Anyway, let's keep that moving. But what was going on in the playoffs, though? So lecture, how do you guys like it? Tell me. What do you know? How do you feel? The Lake Show? 
I think the Lake Show could win it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Lakers, they could win it all. They can win it all. It's all it's all about the health of we know LeBron James is built different. I mean, he is older now, so he could get an injury. So it's basically about the health of those two people. I think if Anthony Davis and LeBron James stay um healthy, that they can go all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I truly believe that. Yes, I'm 100 percent fan of that. Um, Sacramento, Sacramento. You think Sacramento's gonna win it all? I don't think Sacramento's gonna win it all. B. They might get through this fucking Golden State shit. I don't know what's up with Golden State, man. I don't know. It seems like Clay Thompson ain't the Clay of old Clay. Like Steph is still Steph. Draymond is still Draymond for the most part. A little couple, but yeah, Clay ain't Clay. It ain't the Splash Brothers. That's what it ain't. You can't do that. Clay, you can't have Steph out there and Draymond trying to and fucking pull nah, man. And that's another nigga that's a little bit overrated. Pool, we thought he was way better than what he really is. Like, nigga, these fucking Sacramento boys about to slap you, niggas, man. Fuck you doing. Little boy fucking Darren Fox, man. That nigga Deion, is it Darren? Darren Fox, DeAndre Fox. Darren Fox, yeah. That little nigga, man. I ain't even like I said, he's been under my radar. I knew about him, but goddamn, nigga, this nigga is something special. Y'all got something special out in Sac Town. Straight up. Straight up. Uh, what else? What else? Who else is how else is the playoffs looking? What is uh Phoenix Suns? Are they going for the closeout? Phoenix Suns should be closing out their shit. Get out. Or did they already close? Phoenix Suns was they closed out on the Clippers. Can't remember. You guys gotta help me out. But no, it'll be interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good it's looking good. Every game is interesting, man. I love watching everything. I love watching all the fucking games, man. When they on, I'm watching them. I think one's on right now. I'm not watching it because I'm here fucking around with you, sponge head motherfuckers. That's the only reasons why I ain't in there right now. Watching that shit. Straight up, straight up, straight up. Oh, prize from the Fugees. Fucking goddamn prize from the Fugees from BK to Calais. Who the hell want to see me? Goddamn, nigga. FBI agent, nigga. What was this agent doing, nigga? That's fucked up. Because I, I, you know how I go. You guys know where I'm going. How many more? Fuck you talking about. Don't just fucking put this out here, nigga. How many more, nigga? That's what I want to know. How many fucking more? Who the fuck want to see me from BK to Calais? Yeah, Proz Fuji's was an FBI agent who contributed, who who contributed $865,000 to the Obama campaign. Obama, you knew about this fucking plan? You knew about this plan? Fucking, what is Barry? Goddamn Barry. You knew about this plan, Barry? 85,000 to the Obama campaign and was tasked with helping China influence USA government. God damn, you was on some real espionage shit, wasn't you? Damn, nigga. How many more? That's the question. Fuck all the bullshit. All right, good. Prize, okay. Right? All right, it's all good. How many more are in there, nigga? Is Fat Joe one? Because WAC 100 is doing this fucking documentary, and I don't really like how he's Nigga, it's coming out. I knew that him and Cuban Links didn't get along. I'm jumping around right now, right? But yeah, 
fucking pride. That's fucked up, nigga. How many more are agents against us? Right? Because that, that's not necessarily against us. But I guess it is a little bit. But that just might have been his task uh, for the year. Nigga, what was your task? And nigga, you've been in the game since 97, nigga. Fuck, nigga, what you been doing since 97? It couldn't always be to feed information over the internet to uh, Asians because the internet wasn't out 97. So, nigga, what the fuck was you doing in 97, 98, nigga? Fuck, prize, nigga. That's some fucked up shit, man. I'm just glad it wasn't Lauren Hill, man. That, my heart would have really been broken. Proz was always the odd one out. He was always like, rest in peace, take off. You know what I'm saying? He was always like the take off. Like, you left off bad and bougie, ain't gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna leave anybody off. We're gonna leave Proz off bad and bougie, nigga. What fuck you talking about, man? Fucking Proz, man. But how many more? Right? Fucking whack 100s, green lighting, this big pun documentary um i hope this gets done i hope this just doesn't clubhouse fat mall i can't trust anything i hear on clubhouse anything i hear on clubhouse i just don't ever since they told me J jay prince was getting arrested and i came and brought that shit to y'all y'all remember that shit i was like jay prince got arrested fucking clubhouse news dumb bitch dumb clubhouse bitch fucking jay prince nigga <laughs> so anyways that's the word on the clubhouse streets and Wax said it, but I don't know how real this is. I don't know how real this is, but I hope it is real because Big Pun deserves to have a real true documentary. He's one of the great lyricists. You know, I feel a certain way about Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and the fair and niggas saying nigga, that's a different thing. Big Pun, hip hop artist, fuck out of here, man. And to hear how Fat Joe has been doing his wife and family, it just. Like I say, I don't know, him, Puffy, you know, some people where I'm wondering, like, nigga, Dr. Dre, I'm wondering, Snoop, I'm wondering, like, nigga, you niggas agents, you niggas move pretty agent-like, nigga, we ain't moving, like, active how you know you're supposed to be moving, y'all moving real for the money and putting out bullshit narratives and bullshit fights for black people to care about that you know goddamn well we shouldn't give a fuck about. There's a whole new globalization going on along in the world right now. Technology, science, engineering, mathematics, making shit and acquiring shit, space. And now there's, nigga, there's a whole lot of shit going on. You can't be serious. You niggas talking about rapping and sports still. Fuck out of here. Hey, man, did y'all know that TikTok, by the way, this is just off subject, but I hope that fucking shit gets done with a uh, big pun. I, I hope that shit gets done. I'd love to see a documentary with Big Pun. Or about Big Pun, I mean. Hey, y'all, did you guys know that fucking TikTok has a fucking go viral button? Yep, they got a button that they can hit from the fucking towers and offices in Japan or Asia, wherever TikTok is created. And they can make certain videos go viral with the push of a goddamn button, man. Man, I tell you, that's why all the viral stars are idiots. <laughs> why everybody that goes viral is a goddamn idiot for some stupid shit. This nigga just put water on his dog for seven days straight. It's like they finally just say, fuck it, give him the viral. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That shit fucking up. How many other apps are like that that would make you go viral? They got button at the YouTube station too that can just make shit go viral? I don't know. Make sure you ask these questions. These are the questions I ask when I hear crazy shit. Y'all hear about chicken shit Charlie breaking up with uh, his manager Juanita, man. That was 
That was a public breakup, man. That's fucked up. Juanita had just made her motherfucking way into a good winning circle, man. Chicken shit, Charlie Charleston White, man. And it turns out that his manager was, I don't know what happened, man. To be honest, like, again, like, as much as I just want to go with this narrative, I got to kind of be honest and play the field and say, look, what did you see? What did you feel from the situation as the animation unfolded and was presented to you? And it feels like she, and we're talking about, um, what's, what's the girl's name? Juanita, Juanita Banks. It felt like she got wrapped up in a little bit of Charleston White's anger that he was having with uh, V, the, the film girl. She was the one that was leaking the photos of his side chick to his wife. And his wife said, I don't give a fuck about that side bitch, nigga. I'm with chicken shit Charlie. Yeah, that's what his wife said. Fuck the game up. Fuck the game up, nigga. Black woman said, I don't give a fuck about a side dish, a side bitch, or a side kick. Chicken shit Charlie belongs to me, baby. Nigga, fuck the internet up for about four days, nigga. Black woman had to readjust, nigga. And a couple real ones funneled on up to the top with their voices. Hey, what she's saying is real, nigga. I'm not finna let no outside people who won't give a fuck about me in two more days after the story quails. You must be crazy. I knew Chicken Shit Charlie was Chicken Shit Charlie before y'all even knew about Charleston White. <laughs> before y'all was introduced to Charleston White, I knew Chicken Shit Charlie. Now I'm talking about Rat Williams, the character. I knew all this nigga shit. Shit don't surprise me. It surprised me he don't have seven bitches. You know, my nigga's down to one bitch. That's he being a good nigga. Got one bitch, nigga. Fuck you talking about. She killed the game. His wife killed the fucking game with that shit, B. Got V's ass to fuck on out of here. Bitch, what's happening? Got V, uh, fuck out of here. But in the process, I think he got mad at Juanita Banks, who was, I think, and this is just me being honest. This is me just talking to you because I know CW checks my shit out on the replay. Shouts out to my nigga Charleston White. I'm going to give you my analysis of what I think happened with Juanita. I think she just got too caught up and stubbed her toes trying to promote and create her own thing. That's it. I don't believe that even her talking to the guy, the billboard, right? You say you got, you know, the billboard situation. Oh, I know him. She's just trying to build up her presence, her confidence, her portfolio as a manager. So she's not strictly relying on you, right? Just Charleston White might say, I don't want to do this shit no more. I'm done. I'm going to sit with my wife in our big crib. I want to do this. She wants to still be able to have talent and things going on where she can continue to move forward with her business venture and her entrepreneurship. And I think that's where she stubbed her toes is she started to do a little bit too much fat mouthing and popping shit without making sure that you two were on the same page about certain things, especially the recent incident with V, you know? So that's just me as an outsider looking in. That's what I feel. I don't feel like she, I mean, I, I guess you just said she just recently took 10,000 from you and you was going to call the police, but you found out that. It was in her dad's name and you didn't want to get her dad put back in prison. I guess her dad recently got out of prison. That was good shit, CW. That was good. But if that's the case and she took 10 bands from you, then yeah, now you you revealing yourself. And, but originally, that just was my feelings on it. 
it could have been repaired. But I just, it just hit me. I for, totally forgot that she took 10 bands from me in the name of her father. So yeah, shit, I don't know, man. Shit, man, fame and riches. See, I got rid of all my people early. I'm ready for the fame now. I don't got no friends. I ain't got nothing. Nobody. Everybody's gone. There's nobody that be like, oh, I fell out with this person, man. We been fell out, nigga. <laughs> nigga, we been fell out, nigga, three, four years ago, nigga. Not when I got mad funny. Not when I got money. Not when I got famous. Nigga, me and you ain't been talking for three, four years. Nigga, fuck you talking about, nigga. There's nobody to fall out with except my fucking internal family. And they'll never leave me. So I'm pretty good. Oh, man. What else is happening on the radar, man? Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it all. That's what I say. I say not. Let's not wait. Let's get to it fucking all. Oh, UFC. Where's my UFC shit at? Did I miss my UFC shit? Did you guys see the Garcia fight? How'd you guys like that fight? Did you like the Garcia fight? Did you like the Garcia fight? Bang, bang, bang. Oh, here we go. They're going to try to fuck with my shit. Let's go. They're going to try to fuck with my shit, but let's go. What'd you guys think about the um, Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis fight? Did you like it? Hey, man. I think that the YouTube uh, Mexican, the YouTube Mexican, he can hit some pads. And I'm going to leave it at that. All my training videos that I put out with me hitting bags and shit, none of my, my friends, nobody ever wanted to give me my credit for my ball work. Everybody, even people even came in the comment section talking about, oh, boards don't hit back. And Okay. Well, then if that's how you guys feel about me, you got to know this nigga. This dude, Ryan Garcia, was just hitting pads, man. He hit them motherfuckers faster than Grease Lightning. Though. Man, he was a beautiful motherfucking subject on the bags. But hitting bags and having a motherfucking little pit bull from Baltimore on your ass is two different things. Two whole different things, right? Nigga from the jump, he looked good. He came out the gates fast. I ain't going to lie. Nigga, my nigga Garcia, essay. Yeah, my carnat. My carnat. He came out fast. Pop, 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 pop. That shit was working. The fluids, the muscle, the no rehydration cause had no nigga. We good. Nigga, that nigga tank got just learning and observing and sitting down on it. He learned that shit from uh Floyd Mayweather, by the way. How to just kind of do more intake in your first three rounds. Don't be so that that comes with anything. That comes with age and knowledge of your craft. You learn there's no reason for me to come out of the gates fucking just guns blazing. You burn your fucking yeah, you know I mean, you burn your wick too far at both ends. It's best if you can come out and observe what it is that they're trying to do and then turn it up when you feel that you have more in the tank than they have in the tank. That just comes with, you know, and tank has been fighting a while. I do want to see him. Who did they have on the cover? They had some dude on the cover. I can't remember. It wasn't Haney. Was it Haney? No, um, it was the other dude, uh, Talipo, the Bronx nigga, the Bronx Mexican. Telepo, Telempovo, whatever that dude's name is. We'll find him. But yeah, so that's what happened. I think Tank carried him. I think Tank could have got him out there in the first two, three rounds if he wanted to. He carried him. He said he was going to get him out in the seventh, and he probably put some money on it that he was going to get him out in the seventh. And so he carried him to the motherfucking seventh. And they up. That's what he did. Then he put him out with a body shot that ended up busting his nose. How you get hit with a body shot, nigga, and your nose fucking starts bleeding, nigga? 
Yeah, that nigga Tank Davis, nigga, get yeah, that nigga gastric bypass, nigga. Yeah, that's what a nigga. That's what it feels like to have your colon cleansed, nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. He clean that nigga's colon, nigga. Yeah, he cleaned that nigga's colon. It's nigga, please, nigga. Nigga, that body shot, nigga. Hit that nigga with a body shot, made his body rock, nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. He had no business in there with that Baltimore killer, nigga. Tank is a fucking nigga. Tank's one of them niggas. Trained by the best, baby. Uh, yeah. What else? Oh, UFC Izzy versus Duplices. I want to see that. Shit's gotten shit's gotten real spicy. Hold on, let's go. We'll share the screen for a minute before I get out of here. Oops, I don't want to do that. I don't do. Oops, I didn't want to do that. Papa, let me see. Duplices. Duplices. Where's my shit at? You mighty morphin sons of bitches. Here it is, right there. Can y'all see? Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up so y'all can see. Pull it up so y'all can see. Pull it up so y'all can see. All right, this is what Israel Adesanya, him and um, Drikas Duplicis are probably going to fight next for the middleweight title. Um, Drikas Duplicis is a white South African. It's why I hate to be called African-American because Drikas Duplicis, think about this. He's a white colonizer in South Africa. He could move to America and say he's African-American by all means and work definitions of the word if drinkers do plissies a white guy a white blonde haired blue-eyed guy if he left south africa and moved to america on his thing he could say i'm african-american because i was born in south africa that's why i don't like african you'll never see a white dude say i'm negro you won't see it you'll never see it that's the one thing you won't nigga negro Nigga, you'll never see a white dude saying I Negro. Fuck out of here. No, you're not. So anyway, both of the, you know, Israel Asanya is from Africa. He's from Nigeria. And Duplessis said that he's a real African. Pissed Izzy off. Izzy got on some Negro shit. Izzy started talking like a real live nigga. Here it goes. I'll bring, I just wanted to set the stage so you guys know what's going on. Oh, bring it back. I've never questioned him as an African because, yeah, you were born in Africa, South Africa. Of course, you're an African. I've never questioned that. But who the fuck is this cracker to tell me who the fuck I am? Who the Whoa! Fuck you are? Whoa! Look, even the, look at look at the African nigga. He got the face like Gilly when, when Gilly was addressing Barstool. Whoa! This motherfucker, Izzy. I like Izzy so much more now. Oh, I like Izzy like more than anything now. Like before I was on the fence about Izzy. Before I was on the motherfucking fence about Izzy. Did y'all hear what he said? He said, this fucking cracker. What, Izzy? How did you learn that word? What nigga juke joint did you go to in the chilling circuit to teach you how to say cracker? Izzy, I'm proud of you. As a, that's like you graduated to being a real nigga. I didn't know the pearls and I didn't know. Nigga, that nigga said, Who is this 
Crack, whoa! And the African next to him, look how he's looking, looking like Gilly. Like, damn, you just gonna say that? You just gonna let that word fly like that? Yeah, nigga. And now I'm a fucking fan. Let's proceed with the conversation, people. I want to rewind that. Fuck that. We rewinding that. I have never questioned him as an African because, yeah, you were born in Africa, South Africa. Of course, you're an African. I've never questioned that. But who the fuck is this cracker to tell me who the fuck I am, who the fuck Kamaru is, who the fuck Nganu is? I'm like, are you... Did you see that anger? Did everybody see that anger? I'm going to dissect the fuck out of this. Yeah, this is the Gladiator School Podcast, bitch. We're on GSP time, nigga. This is Gladiator School Podcast. Look at his face when he says that, nigga. His lips curl, nigga. Anybody that's black got a black nigga something. Auntie, uncle, mama, daddy who lip curl and that mean nigga, I could nigga knock some nigga right now, nigga. Right now. And this nigga, Izzy, is in prime mode, nigga. He said he questioned the African of me and Nanganu and fucking Usman. Like, are you crazy? Ooh-wee. I'm out here. Take my $79.99 now. That's the message. Here, take it. I'm going to put my card information on. Just take it. Just withdraw the money from my account now because I want to see this motherfucking fight. Bring this shit back, baby. Bring it back, Izzy. I've never questioned him as an African because, yeah, you were born in Africa, South Africa. Of course, you're an African. I've never questioned that. But who the fuck is this cracker to tell me who the fuck I am, who the fuck Kamaru is, who the fuck Nganu is? I'm like, are you dumb? As a product of colonization, you're trying to tell me who the fuck I am. You can take the boy out of Africa, but you can never take the Africa out of the, out of the boy. I never ever did that to him. I never discredited him as an African. I just, okay, there you are. Cool. You want to make a fight? Cool. But the fact that as a fucking cracker to tell me who the fuck I am. Whoa, that's two. That's two, Izzy. Don't be candy, man. This nigga, that's two. Man. That pissed me off. And that's why he's my next fight. Because I don't want to fight anyone else. That This one pisses me off. I have never questioned him as a... That's right. So Izzy's pissed off, man. Did y'all see that, man? Shouts out to my nigga Israel Adesanya. Shouts out to my nigga Israel Adesanya. Nigga, fuck you talking about, nigga. I beat that fucking Brazilian's ass. He feel he can beat anybody now. That has to be a wonderful feeling to, to get your ass beat three times by a motherfucker. And on the fourth strike, you kick his motherfucking ass and tell his son, Bitch, I knocked your dad out. You better shut up, nigga, and wait till you grow older. Then I'll be waiting. Like, that's what Uma Thurman told the girl in Kill Bill. Yeah, Uma Thurman killed the bitch right in front of her daughter, nigga. Nigga, fuck you talking about? And looked that little girl in the eye. Uma Thurman looked that little girl in the eye and said, I know you might feel raw about what you just saw, but just so you know, when you get older, if you want some payback, I'll be waiting. Gang affiliated talk. Fuck you talking about it. And that's what Israel Adesanya told Pereira's kid, nigga. I know you might be raw about what you just saw, but when you get older, if you still feel mad about it, I'll be waiting. That's what Israel Adesanya told Pereira's kid. And now he feel like he can kick everybody's ass, nigga. And I'm with him, nigga. After that shit, nigga. 
after two cracker drops, nigga. Nigga, that nigga dropped two crackers, nigga. Fucking cracker and a colonizer, nigga. He dropped the three C's, cracker and a colonizer, nigga. Oh, man, this nigga. And he said he's mad, and I don't give a fuck. He's letting it. Um, Duplicis jumped the line. I think Duplicis might be ranked like seven. Duplicis might be like seven, maybe seven or six in the UFC middleweight division. So he's getting to skip the line a little bit, but that's what happens when you get the champ's attention. See, that's part of the marketing strategy of fighting. It's not just fighting, guys. You have to sell the story. Your story. Don't make up a story, but if you got a story, nigga, sell it. Nigga, there's some fighters that you like. I think I can kick your ass, nigga, to jump your spot. Say it with your chest, nigga, and let's make the fight, nigga. This is WWE. You see the partnership, nigga. Y'all see the motherfucking partnership, nigga, with UFC and WWE, nigga. You got to sell the theatrics, nigga. Don't wait till Connor come back and suck all the air out the room. Do, 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 do. All right, y'all, before we go, what y'all want to talk about before I get the fuck out of here and go hang with my family, man? I'm going to hang with my family, dudes. Oh, fucked up. Hold up. Hang with my family, dudes. There we go. Let's talk about snowfall, man. God damn. Wow, right? Amazing, right? Just fucking amazing. That's all. Snowfall was just one of the best shows to ever be fucking creative out of all shows, nigga. Man, I swear to God, nigga. What a roller coaster ride. And it really felt like John Singleton was still alive. Rest in peace to the man. Rest in peace to the man, John Singleton. But it, how it ended, it didn't feel like they got a new writer. It didn't. It didn't feel like that. Uh, and I really love the whole plot twist. I love the whole character development of all the characters got to tell their own story. Each character from Snowfall could have a spinoff show. That's how good the fucking, all the main characters, not every, <laughs> not everybody. Even though I do feel, what's my nigga's name? Uh, D-Ray, the nigga who D-Ray played, nigga, his club, what was his, his plug, his shooter, who he found and got the $12,000 out the safe. He could have a spinoff show because he was gone for a minute with five million dollars <laughs> ah but great show man at the end to see franklin like that it, it it really fucked me up fam like it it fucked me up in a way where certain movies do that to you certain movies seeing kane die you know what i mean the menace to society certain things you watch and you just mm, and just to see him break down mentally because he wasn't out of the fucking game, nigga. You can get it back. He's a hustler, nigga. You got real estate and properties and shit, fam. But I think that he mentally just snapped. I think that everything that he went through and the betrayal by the closest people to him, I think that made him snap. People didn't understand that. I was explaining that in the chat group. Why? Is, you know, there's like, why, why, why? And I'm like, nigga, because he's from the people. It's not from the apart it's not from the real estate properties it's not from the money it was the fact that the betrayal starting from his uncle to his aunt to his shooter to his mom you know his dad even had a little role in betrayal to the cia agent i think he really thought him and the cia agent was gonna be like friends buddy buddy on some conquer the world type shit. you you go conquer the world for the cia i get to deal drugs and be rich and just do this and you just gonna leave me alone you know what I mean? I think he thought that we're going to be friends flying airplanes together and just fucking rule the world. So that betrayal hurt him, too. And I think he just snapped. I think the first part of him snapping was when he killed Teddy's dad. That showed that 
he his his binds were unleashed and was uncoming unraveled nigga fam you just killing a nigga's dad they ain't got nothing to like fam that ain't you franklin there's some niggas that hey nigga you shouldn't be fucking with that nigga like that he ain't rapped too tight from the jump since a little bitty boy wasn't rapped too tight that's why we call him loco you know what i'm talking about but not franklin you know so yeah i think that was the final straw i think his mom not helping was the final straw i think his girl leaving was the final straw honestly i think his mom not helping really fucked him up deep 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 but his girl leaving and taking the eight hundred thousand racks i think that was kind of like the ah the ah you know what i'm saying and then yeah man just to see him like that fucked up drunk you know what i'm saying but when he sobered up for that few little quick seconds when leon came back to visit him and he grabbed leon and he said i'm proud of you man I'm proud of you that you did. I'm the man that you become, the transformation that it's took upon from Leon to the little Leon we grew up with. I'm proud of you, my nigga. Going out to Africa, I'm proud of you. Getting married, I'm proud of you. Leaving all this shit alone and finding true happiness in another part of the world that knows nothing about what's going on in this fucking city called Watts. I'm proud of you, my nigga. He sobered up for a few seconds and looked at Leon in his motherfucking eyes and told him that I'm proud of you, my nigga. And then he kind of snapped back into his whole fucking, you know, and just walked off. And he was like, you know, Saint. He didn't answer him. He's like, Saint. He didn't answer him. Man, God damn. Y'all can tell, man. That's Snowfall, man. What a great fucking series, man. What a great fucking. Hit the applause for fucking Snowfall, man. What a great fucking. That show goes down. I don't want to hear anything about fucking Sopranos anymore. I'm not an Italian. Sopranos was okay. But nigga, when you talk about great shows, nigga, you're talking about Sons of Anarchy. You're talking about fucking the wire. Now you're talking about fucking snowfall, nigga. I'm just fuck. Give it up. What have I been watching? What have I been? Me? What have I been watching? I've been watching Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Now I'm not gonna lie. I thought Dave was gonna get weird. And usually when niggas get the bag for the show and they go into season two and three, they start doing weird shit to the audience that originally came. Like, hi, I'm Dave. Like, I love to hear Dave create music, make music, perform music, see the the quirky shit that goes on in his Jewish fucking brain. I love this shit. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. He got his sidekick nigga with the dreads. He got his funny ass manager. He got, I like the whole little thing that happened with Dave in season one. I was a little weary in season two. Shit gonna get weird. Spacey niggas got nigga. Nope. If you don't, if, if you like Dave season one, if you like Dave on FX, Dave, if you like that, check out season two is just as great. Just as fucking great. Like, like, um, what's the what's the series? Uh Atlanta, ATL. See how that shit gets weird sometimes? Like, nigga, I waited all week to watch ATL and not one member of the fucking cast is in the show. Like, come on, Donald Glover, fucking Gambino, nigga. Nina, come on, fucking childish Gambino. You know what I mean? You be waiting all week to watch a good show with ATL, and then it starts playing. Paperboy ain't in it. He childish Gambino ain't in it. Light-skinned girl and his baby mama ain't in it. Nigga, nobody's fucking in it. The spacey nigga, you know, our spacey nigga. I forget his name. Fuck, you know the nigga. Uh, Stanfield. Keith Stanfield, whatever the nigga's name is. You know the weird nigga. He ain't. They'll be, ATL will do an episode and none of them will be in it. It'll be a little white girl and it'll be talking about her. Like, nigga, what the fuck is this, man? And I thought that's what Dave was going to do. I was like, Dave is going to take me down that same thing. I know it. He's a quirky Jewish creative. Sometimes you can be too creative. Like, that's one thing I like about Street Kings. We was coming up, nigga. 
my shout out to my nigga DB. He was like, nigga, too much, nigga. Sometimes I would get on some real creative shit and DB like, oh, too much. You got to tone it down for the, you know what I'm saying? Whoa, silver hair. That's what I like about Dave. It's still staying rooted in. I love watching him make music. I love the documentation of his musical journey where I feel like this is how his life and has went from being obscurity to now being famous. So I love it. I love it. Dave's a good show. Uh, still watching Book of Power. You know that. Uh, fucking my last episode I watched. I might have to watch a new episode, but Mary J. Blige killed um, her husband, the Mexican nigga, the boy had Mexican nigga. She found out that he killed that he killed um, Zeke. Yeah, she paid the. She tried to come. <laughs> Mary J. Blige tried to coerce the mother into doing it. Right? She went and met the mother at the shop. Like, hey, you know that. He did this foul shit and the mother was like, nah, I ain't gonna do it. So she went to the, the kid, the killer. Yeah, kill this nigga, slit his motherfucking throat. And then you see the son nigga looking at mom at the dinner table like, mom, did you kill my motherfucking dad? Mom, Ma, did you kill dad? Just tell me if you killed dad. Tell me if you killed dad. You killed dad, didn't you? <laughs> I forget Bobby. What's Bobby Brown's name, nigga, in the fuck? I keep calling him Bobby Brown. And his name is really Woody. I met the nigga for a brief second when I was in California. Um. Yeah, the dude Woody, man. I never thought he's came a far way, man. Woody has made a long way from when I knew him in California. He was just a backup dancer for Chris Brown. Told you guys my Chris Brown story, didn't I? When I seen Chris Brown do this shit in live action, nigga, shit was amazing, nigga. It was like watching, nigga, it's like watching Jesus come off the cross. Nigga, watching Chris Brown learn dance moves from a crew that's been practicing it all day. This nigga comes in with a Newport, smoking a Newport. They're dancing, he's rolling up weed, laughing, fucking with bitches, in and out, in and out, all around. And then once they say go, this nigga does the exact, exact fucking dance, the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life. But during that time when I was in California, that's when I met Woody, the nigga you guys see playing uh, the brother in Book of Power, the evil one. What's his fucking name, man? I can't, why is his name not coming to my fucking brain? God damn, but y'all know he played Bobby Brown. But anyway, that's Woody, nigga. Shouts out to Woody. Made a fucking nigga. That nigga is killed. He went from a backup dancer to Chris Brown to a fucking leading role in one of the top shows on television. Great job, Woody. Great fucking job, Woody. Oh, and Blind Spotting. I'm watching that. That's what I watch, me and Wifey. You know, you got to find the ones that you and Wifey can watch. That's what me and Wifey watch. We watch Blind Spotting. It's, it's good. Sometimes the fucking dancing and rapping can get a little too West Side Story for me. I think my wife likes it because she likes Grease and she grew up watching Dirty Dance and she likes that dance shit. So they start breaking into dance. I think she likes it on low. She tries to say she don't like it, but I think she likes it on low. That shit to me, I'm like, all right, man, this fucking West Side Story shit. But it's just usually a little taste and then it goes into some real shit. It's a great story, great plot, great story, great actors. Um, the ones, the one, um, the one white sister from uh, Twisters in it. Um, great cast and now they got like entertainers too short brought in the intro on the last episode the one before that who who did the one before that somebody did the the intro before that forgot who it was but they got like famous people who are bringing the show in now so you can tell it's starting to get a little bit of traction it's a good show blind spotting on um is it on stars is blind spotting on stars i think it, i think it might be on stars blind spotting might be hulu though I think it's stars. No, blind spotting stars. Yeah, check that out. All right, you guys. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. If it ain't it, if it ain't it, then you must have quit. All the bullshit. 
What's that else? Uh, boom, bomb, bomb, bomb. Oh, Joe Button and Charlemagne, man. Holy shit, nigga. God damn, did you hear what's going on with Charlemagne and fucking Joe Button, nigga? Nigga, Joe Button got mad as shit. If you don't know, um, Charlemagne went on Gillian Wallow's million dollars worth of game, and Joe Button did a whole episode where he was breaking down the conversation that Charlemagne and DJ Envy had with Wally with Wallow and Gilly. He was just basically breaking it down and Joe Button was basically saying like Charlemagne ain't rich. And if Gilly and Wallow got 20 mil, like they're like the big homies. He was just talking like real crazy. I'm like, damn, you niggas still beefing. You know what I mean? Like you niggas still, you niggas is both rich, B. You know what I'm saying? You niggas is both rich niggas doing great things in podcasting, man. I think you do a lot better working together. I really do. But he thinks that Charlemagne is invested in beef, podcast beef. And that's what I guess that's what he said. He's invested in podcast beef. He also said from the way that he was explaining, from the way that uh, Charlemagne was breaking down the Gillian Wallow deal, he was he came to the conclusion that Charlemagne must not have $20 million. That's what Joe Button said. He's like, he must not be worth $20 million. Also, Joe wanted accolades and credit for the fact that he turned down the $20 million deal with Spotify. And he was saying that Gillian Waller getting all this prize for turning down a $20 million deal, getting 27, that um, he wasn't applauded when he turned down the <clears throat> Spotify deal for a larger deal. So, yeah, that, they're kind of going back and forth. But it's funny when the two higher ups kind of go at it. But I really think they would just do better as a media um, entity if they would just work together. I think all the black media people that really have power, sway, influence, that really have networks, that really have money and access to funding and investors and ads and this whole game laid down. You guys should do a lot more working together the way the Jews did. I'm just saying, do you think that all the Jews in Hollywood that came together loved each other? No, they just came from the same conditions and they had the same common goals. Their differences, they didn't even pay attention to because they were too focused on their commonalities. And their greatest commonality, which is their heritage, which is their race, which is their culture. So I think that Charlemagne and DJ, I mean, Charlemagne and yeah, DJ MV2 and all the podcasters, Joe Button, DJ Academic, Math Hoffa, you know, all the guys out there doing podcasting, you guys would serve us, your black community better if you guys would just work together instead of always beefing and carrying that rap kind of energy where we got to be number one we don't have to be number one in media don't treat media the way we did hip-hop where it got to be a king of new york they got to be a king i'm bigger than all of you niggas we don't have to do that to each other that's a stupid way to get around we all got differences let's work together on our commonality that we all come from the same hood we know what it's like to eat food i can come over your house charlemagne and eat your family's food and know exactly what it is you come over my house, same thing. When we talk, it's the same thing, the same pains, the same trials, the same fucking enemy, right? So that's just the, what I think about Charlemagne and fucking Joe Button. I think y'all niggas need to start working together and stop this little beef that is. I think it was good at the beginning because I think it kind of gave you the fuel to do what you guys done. The great things that Charlemagne has done, I think Joe Button fueled them and vice versa. The great things that Joe Button has done, um, everyday struggle um the show the joe button network and the things that he's done the great works that joe button's done i think that charlemagne him competing with charlemagne has helped it so it was a healthy competition at, at first but now you guys have landed now you guys are both 20 m niggas 20 30 m niggas with big networks big big influence people that are looking up to you 
because if they see you guys working together, then trust and believe the other podcasters are going to feel more comfortable working together and do and working creatively together and bringing it all together. And then if they see you two beefing, then they'll feel like, yeah, I got a shit on this podcast. That's really my competition that really we would do better if we kind of work together. So that's all. Just a word from Simba Ali. Who knows? Because I like to be for people too, right? Take your own advice, Simba. I know. I usually be for white people though. If I do beef with niggas sometimes though too, don't I? That I'd be like, I'm better off working with you instead of doing the fucking beef shit. I know. I need to take my own advice sometimes too. Some of these niggas be bitches though. <laughs> Some of these niggas be bitch ass niggas. And I'm like, I can't, can't do it, nigga. I just can't do it. A nigga that's gonna not, nope, not my kind. This is Simba Ali. I appreciate you guys for rocking with the North Star Podcast. Thank you for the wait, too. I know, what was it, two weeks? God damn, two weeks. Had to get busy, but you guys will enjoy season two of Me Against the World. I promise you this is going to be some groundbreaking shit, some really fun shit that we have going on. Um, the new cuisines, the new dishes, the new places, the new adventures, the new interviews. I sit down with a couple people that you would never thought that I would sit down with um this is gonna be fun so stay tuned and like i said get your merch man get your motherfucking merch man get your motherfucking merch man i'm the wave let nobody else and tell you lies in minnesota about them being the wave they're not the wave i'm the wave nigga fuck you talking about no it's not i'm the wave nigga i create all the currents and I decide which direction they flow. This is Simba Ali. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Don't forget, common sense is the greatest form of currency because that, my friend, can be spent anywhere. I'll highlight y'all soon. I promise I'm not going to make y'all wait next week. Maybe I might come to y'all again. Actually, no, tomorrow's Friday. So I'm not fucking around on a Friday. I got a coach. That's another thing that I've been doing. Like I said, I got another thing I have to do it. Fucking coach your kids now. It's tough to get in here. I got to get to practice and get shit ready. So, you know, life is unfolding, but I promise not to leave you guys that long. I promise to always check in, tap in, so we can keep having fun on these live streams and these podcasts. Um, I'll holla at y'all. I'm out.